Chapter Seven of the Pony Rider Boys in Louisiana. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Pony Rider Boys in Louisiana by Frank G. Patchen. A swim in Tensas Lake. There, splashing about in the muddy water of the little lake, was the fat boy. At the moment when Tad first espied him, Chunky was floating lazily on his back, kicking an occasional foot and sending up little spurts of water. Stacy was enjoying himself greatly. He had been complaining all the day before that he hadn't had a satisfactory bath since he came into the woods. The guide had told him to dip up water in the buckets and then let it settle until clear, after which he might take his bath. This sort of bath did not suit the fat boy. He determined that he would have a real bath or no bath at all. So at daylight that morning he arose, and after peering about to make sure that no one observed him, he slipped on a pair of trunks and, barefooted, picked his way to the edge of the lake. Stacy sat down on the bank to gaze at the water. He knew it was deep from its appearance, but just how deep he neither knew nor cared. The deeper, the better. I wish the water weren't so black. I'll be a sight when I come out, but at least I shan't feel so sticky, he muttered. With that, Chunky had permitted his body to slip down into the lake. He swam about in circles, for a time casting an occasional apprehensive eye in the direction of the camp, a few short rods away, but no sign of life was observable there. After splashing about for a few moments, the fat boy flopped over on his back for a delicious float. It is doubtful if Stacy gave thought to the fact that these were reptile-infested waters, waters literally alive with death-dealing monsters. Perhaps he did not know about it. At any rate, the boy was untroubled by the thoughts of peril. He was humming to himself when Tad first saw him there. At the same time, Tad Butler's attention was attracted to something else. Little circles on various parts of the lake were to be seen. These circles were widening. It looked as if one might have carefully dropped a stone into the water here and there without causing a splash. The silent circles were growing with the seconds. Quick out there, yelled Tad. For once in his life, Butler was excited. Swim for it. What's the matter with you, drawled Stacy? I'm having the time of my life. Alligators, shouted Tad. Stacy suddenly stopped moving his feet. The fat boy was paralyzed with fear. He seemed to have lost all power of movement. Tad might have leaped to Stacy's assistance, but he had formed other plans almost on the instant. Ned, Mr. Lilly, he shouted. Just then a black spot that might have been a floating knot appeared on the surface of the water some thirty feet from where Stacy lay trembling. The black spot was the center of one of those widening circles. Tad's rifle leaped to his shoulder. A crash echoed through the forest and seemed to rattle among the canes all down the line. There was a sudden and terrific commotion in the water where the black spot had been seen, a floundering and thrashing, and a lashing of the waters, for Tad's bullet had sped true. But there were still other circles, each now rapidly drawing nearer to where Stacy lay, wide-eyed and motionless. Get him, yelled Tad, as Ned Rector sprang from his tent. Ned comprehended on the instant. He saw Stacy out there in the water, Tad on shore, with rifle held slightly forward from his stooping body alert. 
and ready to shoot. Ned did not wait. He took a running jump, landing in the lake with a mighty splash, and came up shaking the water from his face and lunged toward Stacy. "'Get out of this!' roared Ned. "'I, I can't wail the fat boy. I'm too scared.' Ned Rector smote the fat boy with his doubled fist. It was the best thing Rector could have done in the circumstances, for it stirred Stacy to sudden activity. With a yell, Chunky threw himself over on his stomach and began striking out desperately for the shore, with Ned yelling and threatening, following close behind. Tad's rifle spoke again. It was just in time to stop a gator, whose snout was suddenly thrust above the water a few feet behind Ned. All this had occupied only a few seconds, but they had been active seconds in every sense of the word, seconds fraught with peril and quickness on the part of two plucky boys. A third time did Tad shoot. Though excited, his excitement did not appear to affect his aim, for the Pony Rider boy had not missed once. With the third and last shot, Stacy's fingers clutched the bush on the lake edge. The boy pulled himself from the water and fell over in a heap on the bank. "'Get up! Get out of that!' commanded Tad. "'Don't stop there!' "'Hustle yourself!' shouted Ned, himself losing no time in getting out of the water. Chunky scrambled from the beach, then ran with all haste to his tent, with Rector following, making vain effort to catch hold of the fat boy. He succeeded in overhauling Chunky at the entrance of the tent. Stacy, perceiving that he was going to be caught, found it convenient to stumble. Ned was upon him but not before Chunky had picked up two handfuls of black, oozy muck, and as Ned fell upon him, Stacy plastered the contents of first one hand and then the other over the face of his assailant. Rector's mouth, nose, and eyes were glued shut with the black stuff. Unfortunately for Ned, he had opened his mouth at the instant when Stacy began painting his face. "'Now maybe you'll let me alone,' jeered Chunky. "'I guess I know how to defend myself.' "'You're a fool,' snapped Lily. The guide was actually pale. Why didn't you know what was in the lake? I'm busy. Come around after business hours, answered the fat boy, making all haste to discard his trunks and get into his clothes. He knew very well that as soon as Rector was able to see and breathe, there would be trouble in the camp. Stacy proposed to be out of reach by that time. The lad was out of the tent with remarkable quickness. He did not wait to draw on his boots, having heard the voice of Rector approaching. Stacy slipped out under the rear of his tent. He carried a rope with him, making a bee-line for a birch. He shimmied up it almost with the speed of a squirrel, and a moment or so later was sitting hunched in a crotch, blinking down into the camp below him. "'Where's that ungrateful wretch?' raged Ned. "'I'll skin him alive once I set eyes on him. Where is he?' "'He may have gone back in the lake,' answered the guide. "'I shouldn't be surprised at anything he did after that foolish play.' I saw him go into his tent a few minutes ago, spoke up Walter. Stacy. The professor called several times, but Master Stacy merely chuckled to himself. I guess he's all right. Don't worry about him, Professor, advised Tad. You will find that he is hiding somewhere about the camp. Hello, Ned. What's the matter? That fat cayuse plastered a pailful of muck on my face, complained Rector, and to think he would do such a thing after my having saved his life. Yes, who would have thought of it, agreed Tad. What were you trying to do to him at the time? I was after him to give him a trouncing. Oh, well, you can't blame him for defending himself, can you? By the way, Mr. Lilly, there are three dead gators out there. 
What are we going to do with them? I reckon we won't do anything. Isn't there any way of getting them out? No safe way that I know. You have just got one of your companions out of difficulties. Please don't go getting into any on your own account. I don't intend to. Say, but you certainly can shoot. You plunk those killers squarely in the eye every shot. I'm pretty good with a gun myself, but for quick, accurate shooting, there haven't been many of them that got you beaten. I had to shoot straight. Somebody would have been killed if I hadn't, answered Butler. You're right, they would. But where's that boy? Where? Lily uttered an exclamation and leaped aside as something came twisting down, striking him on the head and bouncing off the ground. Tad found himself several paces to one side of the spot where he had been standing. Both men held the same thought. They thought it was a reptile that had dropped from the tree. Then Tad's quick eye discovered that it was a rope that had fallen from the tree. Glancing up, he made out the figure of Stacy Brown huddled in a crotch high up. "'Hey, there's a big bird up that tree. Watch me shoot him out,' cried Tad, raising his rifle. "'Wow, wow, don't shoot. It's I, Stacy,' yelled the fat boy. What, "'What, what's the matter?' stammered the guide. "'That boy up a tree?' "'Yes, and to think I came near to shooting him,' answered Tad, in a voice loud enough for Stacy to hear. "'How did you get up there?' demanded Lily, in amazed wonder. "'I flew up. Didn't you ever see me fly? Why, well, I'm a bird, and you didn't know that.' "'I guess you are at that. I'm getting to the point where I believe almost anything of you youngsters.' Did he really fly up there? He says he did, answered Tad with a grin. Tad knew how Stacy had climbed, for the rope already lay at the foot of the tree. But this form of climbing trees evidently was due to Bill Lilly. Come down out of that tree, yelled Ned, catching sight of the boy up the tree. Where is he? demanded the professor. Up a tree, laughed the guide. Come down, commanded Professor Zeppelin. Chase Ned Rector away, and I will. I'll stay right here till he comes down, and then I'm going to give him a thrashing, declared Ned firmly. Then I don't come down, declared Stacy firmly. I know two ways to make you, answered Ned. How? Place some food down here under you on the ground, something that has an odor and something you like. Stacy did not reply, but a troubled expression appeared on his face. What is the other way? asked Tad, chuckling over the situation. I'm not going to tell you. That's a dark secret. Are you coming down, Stacy Brown? I am not, Nettie Rector. Very good. Stay up there all the rest of the day if you want to. I just love to be up a tree. There's another gator out there. Pass me up a gun and I will shoot him. Look, there's a whole pond full of them. No, you don't. You don't catch me that way. I know what you are up to. You are trying to stampede us down to the lake. Then you will clamber down and make a getaway. No, sir. There isn't anything green in my eye that you can notice retorted ned except some of the green stuff that i rubbed in with the black answered stacy in a jeering voice why don't you come up here if you want to get me i believe i will at that if you do you will get a kick in the face threatened chunky you haven't any boots on you can't hurt me no but i can dig with my toes if you don't believe me just come up here and try me i dare you to come up i double dare you to come up here ya ya frady cat frady cat taunted stacy the others were laughing. Ned's face was flushed. I'll show you whether I can get you down. We shall see whether I am a frady cat or not. Rector ran to his tent, reappeared a few seconds later with an axe. Stacy, in the meantime, 
following the movements of the other boys with anxious eyes. End of chapter 7 Recording by Richard Kilmer, Rio Medina, Texas